0: You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right.
1: News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. The News Talk powerhouse in North Alabama and the best show on afternoons in North Alabama is this one, Right Side Radio, and like the guy said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, listen, real quickly before we go to our next segment, which I think you're going to enjoy thoroughly, I know I always do, I got to quickly tell you about my friends at Otter Creek Farm. Otter Creek Farm is like bar Nun, one of the most prolific places for hunting uh, pheasant and quail right here in Alabama. Beautiful, hundreds of acres of manicured grounds. We've got uh, the, the, the amazing facilities. They've got a culinary staff that will treat you right. They've got the guides, the dogs. It is a place, bar none. Uh, and it's right here in your back door. And if you've, if you've had an idea of going and doing something like this, it's it's just right down the road, and you really ought to check them out at Otter Creek Farmstead, ottercreekfarmstead.com. I know these guys personally, and it's a great place. That's why Donald Trump Jr. stayed there most recently. It's worth checking out. All right, folks, one of my favorite segments of the week, an opportunity to opine with uh, – two men who I respect greatly. I've got Jeff poor who and I'm gonna say it right this time Jeff 106.5. Is that correct down in the uh, coastal areas? Thank you very you much. Did I say it right Jeff? Am I right now today? Me. Okay, thank you, brother. And uh, and of course, Dale Jackson, our own Dale Jackson the WVNN has the morning show also serves as our program director. So uh, copper, let us convene the Grand Council. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, the council has been convened, and I must first is the, go is ahead. The
0: music, is it getting longer every week?
1: I don't know. It felt <laughs> like there were like four <laughs> horns playing that time. I don't know what's happening. But, uh, fellas, before we start and and go into asking each other questions, I've got to say that um, I'm apologizing. I am chagrined to find that, uh, Jeff, I have been saying your station identification uh, incorrectly for the past two weeks. Now, I'm not sure what's worse, the fact that uh, Dale roughed me up like a drill sergeant and squared me away on it, or the fact that you sat quietly and let me play the fool on the air. But either way, I'm sorry, and, I'm, and, I, and, I, and I won't do it again. So, there. I, you have I,
2: it. I think people got it. 1065,
1: 106.5. Just look up Jeff Poor. You'll find him. He's out there. Yeah. Hey, guys, okay, you know the rules. Uh, We each take a turn asking a question. I think looking back, it's Dale's turn to go first. So, Dale, hit it, man.
0: All right, so the uh, Alabama Democrats of Brain Trust uh, got together on a little listen to podcast called Alabama Politics this week, named after my TV show, apparently. And um, Josh Moon, the Alabama political reporter, and Wade Perry of the Alabama Democratic Party um, unveiled the Democrats' plan for 2022, and it is to wait. They, they have all these candidates ready to go, credible candidates ready to get out there that can win elections, and, and they're going to let them sit until later on in this cycle while Republicans are announcing left and right, and uh, there are candidates for governor, lieutenant governor and United States Senate out there slugging it out. Any chance that's a real story? Uh, Any chance that's a real plan by (laughs) Alabama Democrats? Uh,
1: I got thoughts. I'll jump in on that one. So uh, first of all, you can sit if you want to, but there's also rules about fundraising that are going to guide how long you can sit. So if you're out there raising money in the name of a campaign and you're not filing the paperwork to announce that campaign to the world, at some point you hit that margin where you have just violated the Fair Campaign Practices Act. And uh, and that is just uh, that can't happen. So I would say that's bunk. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw down the uh, the BS card on that one, Jeff. What do you think?
2: I, I tell you what, the problem with uh, Democrats is is they can't. Okay, so your you're far left base, right? Uh, that that's who runs the Democratic Party in Alabama right now. And if they try to part ways with that then they're going to lose their their core support they're going to lose like if they don't placate the crazies they're going to lose them and you don't but but by placating the crazies you don't bring in new people because they're so far out of the mainstream um you know in, in comparison to what's going on in alabama so they're damned if they do damn if they don't and and they got to figure out a way to keep the far left plank engaged and active and bring in people that aren't as crazy as them. And then that's how you win an election. But I don't see how you do both. So your, your theory is they're sandbagging.
1: They're actually really sandbagging at leadership level because they don't want the crazies at the lower level to
2: undermine their own candidacies later on. Right. They got, they, they're going through their identity crisis and they got to work through it, I think. Wow. Dale?
0: Uh, they've they've got uh, trans uh, they're trans political they they're having the, they're have a little uh, dysphoria about what they want to be okay uh, I'm in <laughs> on that uh, I guess I'll buy that
2: <laughs> all right uh, Jeff you're up so uh, uh, Chris England speaking of Alabama Democrats last week he called for the dismissal of both Jeff Dunn at the Alabama Department of Corrections and Lee Gwathney at the chairwoman of the Bureau of Pardons and Paroles. I don't know about Guafney's situation. She's relatively new to uh, that position. But how does a guy like Jeff Dunn remain where he is? He's a holdover from the Bentley administration. The prison system has had all kinds of problems over and over again. How does how do how does a guy like that survive and maintain that position? Because because if this was a, if this was a football program, and and he was racking up this many losses, then then. You know, he'd be gone. How, how 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 does this exist? Who wants the
1: job? There's, a, there's point number one.
0: <laughs> I mean, who who wants to feed their political career uh, to that wood chipper? I mean, and and if you're and if you're a career bureaucrat, you don't want any part of that because uh, you might get blown out in the next uh, whatever the next kerfuffle is there.
2: Well, uh, well, so. apparently not because the, the way this has been, he's been there since the Billy administration. Uh, you, you have pretty good, you know, at least a track record of job security. There's got to be somebody out there that will take this on because what we're doing is the same thing over and over again, and it is not working. And I just don't understand it. Well, that I, I know I, he's not to blame for the complete problem, but there's a lot of a, a, a lot of uh, lack of institutional control, I believe, well, within I, that I'll, agency.
1: I'll jump in on that, Jeff, and to say this, this is Phil that that uh, I um I. I I, I know uh, Commissioner Dunn personally, and, and, and I will say this, he's, he's a pretty good dude with a, with a strong military background, and, and, and when, you're, when you're around him for a while, he, he, presents his, um, he presents his position extremely well. And so I say that not to say that his position is not untenable, because I, I've wondered more often than not, instead of why is he not fired, I've wondered why he had to quit. Uh, but but I, I think one of the reasons he's, he's he's still there is because he knows the insides and outs of this whole thing better than anybody right now. But he also is in a red state where the vast majority of people recognize that he's dealing with an uphill climb with a, uh, a liberal federal judiciary and being attacked by the ACLU and the Southern Poverty Law Center is like a badge of honor in Alabama. So so is he is he in a troubled position? That's the job that nobody would want. I agree with Dale. Who's going to take it? But I but I do think that. Um, the guy, as a guy, is actually pretty solid, and um, and I I think he's going to hold on for a little bit longer. But I'm not going to be surprised if he doesn't find his resignation sometime soon. He's already got a full military retirement. Why would you do this? So, all right. Uh, before we go to the break, I'll take my question here. You ready? This is going to hit every one of our um, every one of our listening areas. I mean, well, Dale and I have the same listening area. But what I'm saying is, all over the state of Alabama, no matter where you are, you've got military installations down the Wiregrass. you got fort rucker montgomery you got uh, maxwell air force base we got aniston army depot of course you got the coast guard base which is truly department of homeland security though down on the coast you got the 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 navy reps that have to serve within austral boat yards and then you got redstone arsenal up here uh we just learning today i mean no surprise just learning today that there's going to be a mandatory vaccine for all military across the DOD. Do you see dissenters in the ranks, and what happens to them if they do?
0: Uh, if they dissent, Colonel, uh, I think they're going to find themselves uh, in a pretty bad way. I think a majority of them will uh, do what they need to do in order to, to get the mission accomplished, and that is get that vaccine. Um, I also believe that 65% of them are already vaccinated, so this probably wasn't even necessary uh, to do, I, I think this is an unforced error uh, by the Biden administration. There was no reason to to jump in on this because, like I said, 65 percent already vaccinated. These are young, uh, relatively healthy young men. I mean, we all know, uh, Colonel. There were some soldiers down there maybe could use a little fat boy PT here and there. Uh, but, <laughs> but 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 overall, these are some some generally healthy individuals. This uh, this I think is an unforced error by the Biden administration. No reason to put this and force soldiers to do this.
2: Jeff, I, I, And I agree with that completely. I, I, but I think you, you can't you got to acknowledge the political element. This is Biden really just kind of showing showboating or whatever for a constituency uh, that, that 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 isn't involved. It's using the military as a political tool. And uh, I mean that, that and I guess it's kind of a virtue signaling exercise. All right, fair enough, fellas. Uh, I, I tend to agree with both of you. I do think it was virtue
1: signaling big time. I don't think that uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin, despite the fact that he's connected to Auburn University, has uh, is, is got the chutzpah to say, no, sir, we're not going to do that. Uh, and I also do believe, though, that um, the reality is, I don't know that it's going to be a big recruiting hurt, but I also don't think it's going to help. And it was an unforced error, like Dale said. All right, we're going to head into a break, fellas. When we come back, we'll continue on with the Grand Council. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Jeff Poor and Dale Jackson joining me on here, opining with wisdom of the ages. We'll be right back on News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio. Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the news talk giant of North Alabama. This show, Right Side Radio, is enjoying the audience that we've got all across North Alabama. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Bunch of right side ruffians out there. We appreciate who you are and what you stand for. Hey, listen, uh, we're going back to the Grand Council. I've got Jeff Poor and Dale Jackson on the line with me. Jeff, you are up, my brother. Lead us off.
2: So uh, Donald Trump's coming to Coleman later this month. Um, he, he, a lot of politicians want to be up there on that stage speaking alongside him. Mike, my, my question is this. Does his presence, uh, even though we're a long way out of this election cycle when people go to vote in November 2022, does it move the needle any?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. If you, if you can get on that stage with him, have to say something nice about you then oh yeah it absolutely moves the needle no question
1: I, I think it does too and um... i think it's gonna also rattle some needles i mean i think there's some folks in the state right now who uh... were probably instrumental in making sure that the alabama battleship uh... uh rally did not occur because the last thing they wanted was donald trump uh... on a stage in alabama uh... talking good about people they didn't want to see elected um, and uh... and also perhaps while he's here pointing out the whole gambling debacle uh, with trying to uh, lock in the bad actors in Alabama who were about to get uh, the ability to have uh, cheap, uh, you know, casinos. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think it moves the needle. What do you think, Jeff?
2: Well, let me, let me pose it, this, the, this, this additional question. I absolutely think it does move the needle, but are we going to learn a lot about kind of where things are in the Alabama Republican Party politics right now by seeing who is there and who isn't on the 21st of August?
0: Yeah, they're having dust-ups now over, over this whole thing. They're, they're fighting over who was involved in the planning, who gets control of what's going on, and all this other nonsense. Um, look, here's the deal. Trump's going to do what he wants to do, and whoever stands in his way is going to get burned and buried, and that's that's basically uh, the issue here. I, I do think it's interesting, as Phil Williams just pointed out, if they do actually talk about the lottery, that would be amazing, but I, I'd be very intrigued to see that happen.
1: Well, uh, we, we shall see uh, lottery uh, very gambling. soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casino gaming. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think I think we'll see very soon. And uh, I had John Wall on the show the other day, the chairman of the state Republican Party, uh, and he spent a lot of time behind the scenes helping bringing this thing together. So um, I, I do believe that by and large the uh, party wants to see it, but there's some establishment folks around the state that are not going to be happy. Um, all right, I'll throw a question out for you. We keep going back to the question of will Kay Ivey remain unopposed? I think right now she will. However. I don't think this is a repeat question, but I did happen to notice that out of the blue, Tim James published a K-Ivy should have done something different type um, op-ed in uh, uh, Yellowhammer. And that came out what last week. And I'm thinking, Tim James, where have you been for 10 years? And all of a sudden, you're writing, hey, K-Ivy type op-eds. So what do you think? Is Tim James really seriously considering
2: uh, the idea of getting in the race? who Absol- absolutely <laughs> i think he is uh so i i talked to tim james uh believe it or not last week he wouldn't commit to me and he said he's going to make a decision later this year but talking to people that are close that are in tim james orbit he is uh he he is leaning toward doing it here's the question for you guys what's it going to look like with the toll bridge guy running against the governor that has uh some baggage with toll bridges <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, I guess what I guess what you're thinking there is uh, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of discussion of toll bridges in the campaign. Period. Um, but uh, except for I Jim do, Ziegler, is it, if Jim's getting in, brother, that'll be that'll be the focal point. He'll have banners that say Toll Bridge Killer. But I
0: mean, um, didn't, didn't Tim James officially like file something because he was raising too much money or something, Jeff?
2: That was Jim Ziegler.
0: Yeah, I know. That's what I meant.
2: Jim Ziegler. Yeah, yeah. He's, he is yeah. he is filed with the Secretary of State's office. Now, I went and saw Jim Ziegler speak um, Monday night at the original Oyster House on the Mobile Bay Causeway, and he gave his speech, and it was like, well, if I do decide to run, blah, blah, blah. But I will take your donations, and I watched two people get their checkbooks out and write a check to the Jim Ziegler for Governor campaign. All right, Grand Council members, we are out of
1: time, so uh, we will hold it for there. But uh, I appreciate both of you. Thanks for what you do. And, uh, folks, listen, when you're not listening to Right Side Radio, these two guys are definitely worth your time. So, uh, Jeff Poor, Dale Jackson, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. All right, folks, News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio. We're going to open up the phones when we come back. 866 494 9866. I want to hear how you feel about military mandatory vaccines. Call me and tell me. 866 494 9866. We'll be right back after this.